Greetings, dear ones. Thank you for being here with me. Whenever you tune into this mooncast, tune yourself to listening to the song of the spheres of our solar system with me. I am so grateful for your presence here today. This morning, on the 9th of September, Friday morning, we woke up with a moon in the first degrees of Pisces. Late Friday night, tonight, Mercury will station to retrograde in Libra. And this, I am told, it's only a few hours of the station, is a very magical, small little window of time. Saturday, September the 10th, on the east coast of the United States, this is where I live, so I always do east coast time, just before sunrise, the moon in Pisces opposes the sun in Virgo, with the earth in between their impassioned tug of love and war. In this position, the sun's light shines full on the face of the moon, and we see, if we are awake early enough, a glorious Pisces full moon setting in the west. At this moment in time, that was really loud. Is that a jet? Can you hear that? That was really loud. Wow. Okay. At this moment in time, Venus in Virgo is a morning star rising in the east just before the sun. Venus has been a bright and glorious morning star all summer and is now less easily seen as it moves closer and closer to a secret meeting with the sun in October, after which it will arrive again as evening star. Later on Saturday evening, around dusk, we get to see Mercury in Libra as an evening star, who just turned retrograde in the early morning hours before the full moon, as I mentioned. Mercury retrograde will move closer and closer to the sun before dipping out of sight and returning again at the end of September as a morning star. So Venus and Mercury are going to move across the sun and trade places. Whether or not you have darkness at the exact moment of full moon, you can view these planets when the darkness falls at this time. We are also now enjoying a spectacular Jupiter rising in the east as the sun sets and shining overhead all night long, along with Mars a couple hours later rising in the east. Saturn is currently visible in the night sky as well, though much farther away and thus more dim. At the moment of full moon, Mars in Gemini will be directly overhead, still visible though fading in the early morning twilight. If you see Mars, you can engage your imagination and also see Uranus in Taurus, very close by, a little bit westward. This Uranus is in tight, perfecting, harmonious relationship to the sun and moon at the moment of full moon. 
like lightning over a twilight ocean, ready to rip light through water and earth and alter everything unrecognizable in a split second of time. For the good or the bad is not ours to know or control any more than we could take hold of a shaft of lightning and direct it with our will. This Pisces full moon speaks strongly to both the oneness of our collective consciousness as well as the individual identity streaking through that ocean like a wild current seeking grounding fast as the speed of light. To our oneness, what if you don't live on the east coast of the United States like I do? Does the full moon happen at the same moment in time all over this country? What about all over the world? The moment of the coming full moon in Pisces is actually the same all over the world. The full moon happens when the moon is exactly opposite the sun with the earth in between. And this happens at the same moment everywhere in the world. We see it in different orientations because of our location and we call it different times because of time zones. But we are all, each and every one of us, experiencing the celestial phenomena at the same moment in time. We will all experience the full moon at the exact same moment, but due to our location, it will look and feel differently. So let's take a closer look at this. We're gonna take a cruise through the time zones. Like I said, if you're on the east coast of the United States, the exact moment of full moon is around twilight. It's in the early morning hours, 5.57 a.m. Mars is directly overhead. The sun is, set, is rising and the full moon is setting. If we were to travel eastward to, uh, to London, the United Kingdom, the full moon is going to happen at 10.57 in the morning, and the sun will be well up in the sky, not exactly overhead. The moon will be well beneath us, so we won't see the moon at the exact moment of full moon, but we'll feel it. It's daylight, it's daytime, but this is the moment that the gravitational pull, the line between the earth, the sun, and the moon, is at its strongest. It is precisely exact. If we travel further eastward still to Kiev, Ukraine, this is actually interesting. At the moment of full moon, the sun and the moon are on the exact mid-heaven IC axis. So the medium coeli is the mid-heaven. It's the highest point in the sky, the highest a planet ever gets above us. And the sun is there. The sun is at its height at the moment of full moon. And the nadir, the IC, the MM Coeli, is the lowest point in the sky, the furthest a planet or a luminary ever is away from us, beneath us. And that is the location of the moon in Kiev. If we travel further eastward still to Lhasa, Tibet, in China, the moment of full moon is 
is early evening, late afternoon. It's 5.58 p.m. in Lhasa, and the sun will be setting in a few hours. The full moon that will still appear to be full, but it will actually be waning, will be rising in the east. Further eastward, still on our journey, we are now in Port Moresby in Papua New Guinea, and the exact moment of full moon happens in the evening, 7.58 p.m. So the sun is well set, the moon is well risen, this is a classic full moon, and then we begin to notice, I begin to notice, although it's there the whole time, I just haven't mentioned it yet, that Jupiter is very close by. So Jupiter is in Aries, the moon is in Pisces. They're not conjunct, they're not in the exact same place, but visually you'll see it because Jupiter is so bright that even in the light of the full moon, you'll see that planet. Further eastward still, and the last stop on our travels, we go to Olympia, Washington. And here the exact moment of full moon is 2.57 in the morning. So it's very dark. The sun will be rising in a few hours and the moon will be setting, but it's not happening yet. So we'll see here in Olympia, we'll see both the moon and Jupiter, and we'll know in our imaginations that Neptune is there too. We will see them in the western sky. And when we look at the moon in this way, the moment of full moon happening at the same time, all over the world. We experience it at the same time all over the world, though it looks different to us. Just like we experience each other, both the same and different. This is the prayer that comes to my heart. I want to see the luminous face of the moon in your face, in her eyes, and in his. I want to see the radiance of the moon in my own reflection, to recognize myself in all of you by the light of this Pisces moon. This morning I woke in the barely lit light of the morning, her field surrounding me like enemy soldiers, invading my dream with necessary clarity as to the forces holding me back from my destiny. I tried to separate them from this reading, get back to the beauty of my vision, of the moon, of nature, the ocean, the whale, the lightning. But I am told they cannot be separated. When I try to resist, ignore, suppress, I strengthen their cause. The only option left is union, always union. Allow them their bread and their wine. Invite them to sit beside me, share my table, play their role. We live in a realm of cycles within cycles within cycles, ever held ever undulating fractals. The repetition is the same and also different. We recognize the patterns when we relax our gaze, relax our spines, extend our awareness past the borders of our physical bodies 
and into our energetic field. In this realm, we experience separateness and unity both, each holding an equal and opposite seduction to equal and opposite parts of who we are. We walk this land as if in a dream, exactly as if in a dream, because that is actually where we are. There is a part of me beyond all of this. The truest, realest part of me is here, but also not here. And yet, as I cast my gaze around me in 360 degrees, eyes wide open and wider still, I must admit, I am here. I look down to a clock face and see the time. I look up at the sun and witness the seeming linear flow. I look up again and I see the moon, ever marching forward into this storyline, both straight and circuitous. I watch the planets move around each other, move around us. I remember when they did this. I look forward into time when they will do that. And I must admit, I am here and time is ticking, and time is pulling me, pulling all of us ever deeper into this dream, into this dense, pulsing, living landscape where there are honeybees in the jam. All is not lost. This is a yin moon, a dark, receptive mood, and yet, the moon is bright, the night is alive, everyone's out on the streets, in the bars, the baby can't sleep, and neither can we. It's like I'm trying to do something I don't know how to do. The ground is unsteady. Try not to fall down. The ship is rocking back and forth. You're on deck, or under the hull, or in the bird's nest. The ocean beneath you is not solid ground. Try not to fall down. Relax your knees. Expect the ground to move and move with it. You are nearly all water anyway. Water, an empty space, and a spark of fire, and a dash of matter. Tune in to the collective mood. Call it into consciousness. Art this moment in time and what to do with it and what to not do with it. Art the how to let it be and let yourself be and allow what wants to be to be. Utilize these forces and also get out of their way. Pray to the gods and also direct your will. What is the purpose of the prayer? To reunite us with nature and with each other. That is always the purpose. All that actually matters. All that actually is.